Hello and welcome to Maldorma TV. This is episode 17 and I'm Magnus Alberg. And I'm Tobias Alberg. In the past two episodes we have talked about our spiritual journey to India. In episode 15 we talked about a visit to Kanchidam, the great uh, ashram for Neem Karoli Baba. Yeah. And then in episode 16 we talked about uh, our visit to Kakrigat and Padapuri to visit the ashrams of Sombari Baba. Yeah. And in this episode we're going to continue our journey and in this uh, the next places we visited were the ashrams and temples of a saint called Hairekan Baba or Harikan Baba. Yeah. Uh, which was a saint that lived in the very same area as Ninkoral Baba and Sombari Baba. Yeah, and I think he was actually alive during the same period as Sombari Baba. I, I think yeah. we mentioned in the previous episode that they actually met and had yeah. quite an exchange with each other. And both Sombari Baba and Harukan Baba lived about 100 years ago. So that, none of them are very well known mm. in the West or in India for that matter, but they are considered to be that they were very high evolved spiritually and some of perhaps the some of the highest evolved saints in that area of all time basically yeah. and uh, we're also going to talk about um Heidi Kambabaji yeah. uh, which was uh, alive quite recently i think he died in 85 or something like yeah. that or uh, in, the in the 80s yeah in I the 80s so he was he has been alive uh, during the period where many people who are alive today yeah. have been able to visit him. Um, so we, we decided to go to that ashram as well. Yeah. Um, and there's a connection between Haidakan Baba and Harikan Baba. Uh, they sound very similar and actually it's the same name. But I think I said this in the previous episode that Hairakan and Haidakan, the R and the D in the Hindu language or Sanskrit or what they are using in these names are actually a sound in the middle of between R and G. Mm. And it's in the translation to our alphabet that the R and D get mixed up. And yeah. sometimes they spell it with an R and sometimes with a D. But the old one, often I have seen, are written with Hairakan Baba. Yeah, while the newer one is uh, mostly yeah. called Haidekan Babaji. Yeah, but the newer one, the one that died in the 80s, actually said he was an incarnation of the older one. I think, yeah, he actually took it to court, I think. Yeah, yeah. he took it to court and kind of convinced the court that he was the same man as the old one and that he therefore had a right to use these, the older Harikan Baba's temples and ashrams. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we naturally felt that, yeah, why not go visit this place as well? Yeah, and, they uh, are very close by to Nanitel where we are yeah. living yeah, close to Halvani as well. Yeah. Um, so I've had read a little bit uh, about this Haidekan Babaji. The uh, younger one. Yeah, the younger one, some of his quotes. And uh, yeah, I felt like I didn't have a, a strong attraction to him, yeah. uh, but I still felt it would be, uh, it still felt like I would wanted to go there. Yeah, and also the week before we went to India, we were in Switzerland on a Sri M retreat where we met a British gentleman. Mm. who had visited the the younger one, the Haidakan Baba Ashram up in the mountain near Haldwani, and he said it was one of the most powerful places he had been at. Yeah. So, yeah, we felt we had some time, and you had read about the younger one and felt, well, yeah, we can go there as well. We have the time to do it, so why not? 
Yeah, and it was actually also one woman there at the 3M retreat who had visited him when he was alive. Okay. Um, she mentioned briefly that, yeah, and when she visited him, she she said that uh, she has never felt uh, such love and such compassion as mm. when she was with this uh, Haidikan Babaji. Yeah. So uh, we, we thought, saw it as quite a synchronicity that uh, we met these people just before, uh, the week before, so we felt like, okay, let's put that on the list as well and yeah. go visit it. Yeah, and it's really close by, and it's very interesting that this small area in India has so many saints living there, have been living there, mm-hmm. uh, and it's actually called, the area is called Devabhumi, as K.K. Sa's book that we talked, book that we talked about in the previous episode, which yeah. means about, about, uh, about, about of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And uh, I just want to go a little bit off topic here, but mm-hmm. I saw a video with, with K.K. Uh, where he got the question, why are there no saints in these areas anymore? Because yeah. if you go there today, you're not going to find any of these saints. Yeah. And he said that, well, there are still saints uh, in the physical form. Yeah. But he said they are no longer needed uh, okay. in the same... Th- it's c- coming to a shift where we can feel the presence of these uh, divine saints yeah. without seeing them in physical form. Right. Uh, the collective evolution or consciousness of, yeah. of mankind is starting to rise. So we're able to go inwards and find uh, yeah. these saints within. And I think that was a really good explanation yeah. to what's happening in the world. Today. And it's also very in line with our own experiences where, as we have talked about in previous episodes in our podcast, Tobias and I have had many spiritual experiences where mm. th- we have experienced the same thing, that there's a shift going on right now on Earth where, there will, well, it will be easier, become easier for people to wake up, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I felt it uh, very much when we were uh, in Kanchidam, especially, yeah. that it felt like Maharaji was still there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't need uh, the physical body. Yeah, and um, we're going to talk about it to some extent today as well. Yeah. Or so, what happened at, at these places. Yeah, so uh, basically the ride uh, to get to this place, it was, well, was quite a long ride. First we was uh, at the older ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think we take the, yeah. you know, the right order. Yeah. <laughs> so before we went to the younger Haidakan Baba's ashram, we, were, we visited the temple of the older one that K.K. Sa talks about in his book, Jevabumi. Mm. That's pretty much why we knew about him. And yeah. I had never heard about that saint ever, and he has a few chapters about that old saint that lived at, at the same time as, as Sombar Baba, and he was regarded as a very highly evolved spiritual being and did miracles, and I also read that there's a temple in the city, at the outskirts of the temple of the city, Haldwan, it's, that's really close to Nanital. Mm. It's called Katgaria. It's a temple dedicated to the old Hurricane Baba. And that when they built that temple and uh, installed the the murti, the the statue of Hurricane, actually he showed himself in a kind of etherical form Mm. as a glowing shape. And a lot of the old devotees went into this ecstasy. Yeah. So it felt like, well, we, 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 we will visit this place as well. It's close by to Nanital where we lived. Mm. And so we started off in the small temple of the old Harikan Baba in Katgaria in the city of Haldwani. It's quite easy to find. 
Yeah. Uh, it's on Google Maps actually, and we will put it. We will also write an article about this on our website, where you can find pictures and where it's at, basically. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of people who are a lot of people, but there's said that he was also one of the reincarnations of the great Mahavata Babaji. Yeah, that uh, Yogananda talks about in yeah. his book. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but uh, that at least shows you um, which quite high stature he was. Yeah. Uh, well, he was a great saint, basically. And also I think that he was very... I mean, both Hindus and Buddhists came to him. And Ramdas actually ha- writes a few pages about this saint as well in his book, Be Love Now. Okay. And I know that Krishnadas, that we are a fan of, also have a picture of him at his own puja table at mm. his home. Yeah. And uh, it, when we arrived to the, to the small temple, um, I think it was one of the... It wasn't so clean as the others. It, it felt like there were, were less caretakers of this temple, yeah. whereas they have less funding than yeah. previous places, not as many but, tourists and people coming there. The thing is that this Haidakan Baba, the old one, is not very known today. He was actually not that well known when he lived either. Mm. Uh, and it's, this temple was really falling apart, basically. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't think they have much funding at all. Mm. Uh, still, it's a nice place. It's quite small. Uh, as we said, it was decaying and uh, dirty and all that, and not many visitors. There's a, there's a bunch of people hanging out there, but I don't think they were there specific, specifically for the spiritual reasons. No, it felt more like this was a common place where some of, people's in the, some of the people in the area just come together, they sit down and talk and eat yeah. Um, so it felt more like a gathering point than uh, than they were actually doing any yeah. spiritual practice or any devotion towards yeah. uh, Haidekam Baba. And I think um, they were quite surprised to see three Westerners, it was you, me, and our friend Nicholas, yeah. coming to this temple. I don't. I actually, when we took, we walked uh, a, a part of the yeah. way over there, and people were just looking at us. <laughs> what are three Westerners doing in this part of town? Yeah, uh, I don't think they have any Westerners over there <laughs> at all. Basically. No, it was on the outskirts of Halwani, so not in the city center. Yeah. So uh, they were very surprised to see us coming and going there. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, we sat down, and it was also interesting to see that um, within the small, yeah, where they had uh, this statue of him, uh, there were also pictures of this Haidekam Babaji, yeah, um, the younger one, the younger one. Yeah. So. Uh, you certainly felt that they, at least the people there around that temple felt that there were a connection between them, them two. Yeah, they probably felt that the, the, the younger one's claim that he was an incarnation of the older one was true. It, it seems like most of the people in this temple thought that. that. Mm. So, so you had a picture of both. The, the statue was of the older one, but there were pictures hanging on the walls of, of the younger one. Yeah. And I think it was a nice place, uh, yeah. very nice and relaxing place. Uh, I didn't really have any experiences per se when I was in that or any no. feelings or connecting anything with uh, yeah. Arikan Baba, but a nice place nonetheless and the yeah. nice people working there around the, the temple. Yeah, and there's one man taking care of the temple, as I noticed, and he also made sure that we were comfortable and gave us prasad and things like that. Yeah. Uh, 
and he was very nice. And we stayed there for a while, not that long. It was we sat down inside the temple where the statue is and meditated for a while, mm. and then walked around in the inside the area and yeah. looked around. Yeah, but I think. Uh, what was more impactful for both of us was when we visited uh, the Haidekam Babaji Ashram. Yeah. And uh, there, actually there's in the Haidekam Baba, Babaji Ashram, the younger Babaji, yeah. uh, he has his ashram, but then just over, um, it goes a small river. Yeah. Just over the river, there's a temple and that's the, the Haidekam Baba temple. Yeah, the temple dedicated to the older one. Yeah. As we understood it before we went there. And mm. so... I, yeah, I think it was the day after we had visited the the small temple to the older one in Katkaria that yeah. we went to the the bigger ashram of the younger one. And he is quite well known. We could add in the West, a lot of Westerners went to to the younger one in the eighties. Mm. Uh, so that ashram was quite big, and it's actually located up in the mountains by a river, and it's really a beautiful place. Yeah, it's just a breathtaking place. Just being the, in that area. Uh, I think one of the mountains in that area is called Small Kailash. Yeah. Um, because it uh, emanates such energy similar yeah. to uh, Mount Kailash. Yeah. Uh, so you could s- certainly feel that there was a, a good energy in this area. Yeah, and Mount Kailash is this holy mountain in Tibet that yeah. both Buddhists and Hindus uh, make pilgrim journeys to. Mm. Yeah. And but it was quite a, a long journey to get there. Yeah. Um, took a few uh, an hour, hour and a half, maybe yeah, two hours taxi, either, yeah. in a cab to to get there, and uh, quite a uh, bad road to get there. But nonetheless, it was quite quite a comfortable ride. Yeah. Uh, beautiful scenery traveling there. And I can also add that prior before we went to this ashram, I wasn't really that. Uh, impressed by this younger Haida Kambaba. I actually thought that he might be in a fraud or something like that. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of Westerners going there and I didn't really have any connection to him at all and didn't think that highly of him, I might add. Yeah. Because it's it's important to the story that yeah. what happened next, actually. Uh, I was more into the, you know, the, the old Haida Kambaba. He felt like this, yeah big saint that Ramdas and Krishna is talking about in KK. Yeah. But this younger one, not so much for me. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is easier to look in the past. The longer back you go, the yeah. more highly you think of them. And yeah, yeah it, it becomes a different thing when it's uh, in recent time, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we arrived there. And um, what was different here from, from previous places was that... Uh, this ashram was actually open when we visited there. Yeah, it was uh, highly active. And yeah. There were a lot of Westerners there, a lot of Indian people there, and it was quite big. Yeah, yeah. That was what surprised me. The the, the complex where people could stay. Yeah. Um, very nice, very clean, very, yeah, very big. Yeah. A lot of people could go there. So yeah. um, I think... Perhaps in the future, I would like to go back and stay in the ashram at some point. We'll see. Yeah, and we started off in the younger one, Haida Kambaba's ashram. Uh, and there was this statue of him and pictures. And we sat there meditating. I wasn't really getting into it. Yeah. Uh, this was actually also the day after we'd been in Kanchidam for the second day where I had mm. this strong spiritual experience. And I just wanted to get over with this visit and then we would... Uh, go to Rishikesh where I thought well yeah 
this was just a kind of last stop last stop i didn't really have any connection to it and i remember when i walked around in this ashram i didn't feel anything and i wasn't really paying the respect to the saint either that i had like had been i had been doing with other saints that were visiting i sat down and meditated and prostrated for the but i didn't really do it from the heart do it from the heart yeah it was more like just doing it because yeah i what i wanted was to go get over the river to the old harikan baba temple where mm. the real one <laughs> where i could do some serious devotion yeah. to a real saint that was the feeling i was the state of being i was in yeah. quite foolish in a way but mm. I have to be honest here. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I shared similar, perhaps not to the same extent, but I had a similar feeling as well. Yeah. Um, wasn't really paying attention, giving it enough respect. Yeah. Um, so we just, we walked through the ashram quite quickly and yeah. head over to the temple. But we did like it. It, it was yeah, yeah. a beautiful place. No. Really beautiful yeah, place. Yeah. So that's, it wasn't that. It's just, I didn't think that uh, the guru... It was dedicated to was genuine. That's basically yeah. the the problem I had with the place mm. at the moment. So we kind of, as you said, rushed through it and then headed over down the river to the other temple where that was supposedly connected to the old Harikan Baba. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was uh, when you get come there. There's a bunch of statues by yeah. a bunch of idols. And then we started like um, I think it was five, six rows with uh, different rooms yeah. with the idols and, and statues. Immediately when we came over there, I realized that this temple was pretty much all dedicated to the younger yeah. Baba and not the old one as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and all the devotees there was devotees of the younger one, not to the older one. And there was also a lot of Westerners there with Rasta fire looking hair yeah. and stuff like that and i was really disappointed that oh my god this is just uh yeah. this is not a real deal either <laughs> yeah. so i was kind of, i was really disappointed when i walked into the temple i had big ex- expectations that it would be mm. the, the place and it just, was just this it felt exploited mm. by westerners basically yeah it's not i had this you know picture of the true Indian guru, and this was just a, not a place for for Westerners, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, for me, I just got, went through all these idols, these statues, prostrated. Yeah, um, got it over with. But then uh, this old man there said, like, yeah, it was really nice. He came up to us, but oh, are you first time here? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to, if you want, you can go down to the cave where um, Babaji, the yeah. younger one, had. Uh, uh, meditated for or done his uh, spiritual practice yeah. for 10 15 years i don't yeah. know uh so we were given the key to the cave and it yeah. was like all right well, why not yeah and we went down and sat and meditated in in this cave and that's where s- things really started happening for me at least yeah you can share your story i can share mine afterwards yeah so um i, I said yes sat down and meditated and just um I think the what I the intention or the mindset the state of being that I had was like all right I welcome you I welcome yeah. you into to my uh, yeah to to show yourself or just to um uh, I don't know how to phrase it but yeah just welcoming him in into my my area yeah. my space and just feeling the surroundings and feeling this energy from this cave yeah and uh 
Yeah, and I just I don't know how we long we sat there. I think it was quite a while. Yeah, um, you and Nicholas. I went outside actually after a while. Yeah, uh, I will come to that later when I share my story. Yeah, so maybe it was an hour or so, uh, yeah. forty-five minutes. I don't know. Uh, can't remember. Just sitting there, and then I like open my eyes, and your eyes are adjusted to the dark. Yeah. So you you go out and you see the sun, and then your eyes start adjusting to the light. Yeah. And when I came out, it was, um, I don't know how to explain it, but I just say the golden present. Yeah. Just when the, the present moment, like everything is glowing, like everything is, uh, yeah. you just feel in the moment you're connected to everything yeah. and you feel like connected to people, you feel fully present and you uh, just see the divine in everything. Yeah. So I came into that state of being and I was just walking around and like being thankful to yeah. This Heidi Kambabaji, like, yeah, what a fool I had been, like, yeah. not taking him serious and not showing him any respect. So yeah. it was interesting just to be what that effect in that cave had yeah. on me. Yeah. And uh, then I was just walking around, enjoying the present moment, just enjoying the all the people around yeah. there, just feeling love towards them instead of yeah. uh, having any judgments towards them at all or yeah. anyone in the ashram. So that was a beautiful experience. Yeah. And it's quite similar to what happened to me. As I said, I didn't respect this man. Uh, I didn't. I thought he was, might have been a hoax. Uh, I was really disappointed when we came to the temple where I expected to meet uh, the old Harkan Baba uh, that it was supposed to be de- dedicated to him, but it was all just this younger one and mm. a lot of Westerners that felt like, yeah, the, not these hardcore seekers that I identify myself as. <laughs> uh, so it was my, it's a, I had a big ego trip, basically. And when I came there, I said, I felt really disappointed and I felt, what the hell? I had so high expectations and what and now this this hoax and all of these westerners and all that so i was really disappointed and immediately when i kind of gave up my expectation and accepted the disappointment i went into this really high state mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty much like the the day before when i was in kanshidam where i went into this really high state of being while meditating and chanting but this time it just happened by itself i didn't meditate anything i just came into it and i could see what a fool i was not respecting this man i could see that i could see how foolish i had been and how it was my ego all the way you know high having these expectations of this real guru the old one and not respecting the newer one and i could also see that it was all about permission slips the whole trip to india was actually a permission slip for me to have yeah. spiritual experiences because i didn't really think that i could have them at at home yeah. without well except for psychedelics which i had used uh, but then i went to kanshidam and had my first strong spiritual experiences sober without the help of psychedelics but i still thought it was about ninkaral baba and the ashram but now when i was at a place with this guru that i really didn't really think that high level and it happened spontaneously i understood in that moment that the whole trip to india was actually a permission slip to experience my higher self 
and the per- and I saw that the permission slips in themselves that's all they are yeah they're only permission slips you don't have to go to Haida Kambaba or Hari Kambaba or Nirinkarubaba ashrams this can happen anywhere but the mind needs permission slips they need to think that there are cert- certain circumstances must be in place for you to have these experiences. Yeah. So permission slips works, but only to get you to the place where you release, realize that it was only permission slips. And that's interesting. When, when you're actually in this state, once you get into it, uh, yeah. once you get in the present or your uh, higher state, yeah. uh, you don't really feel the need to be there anymore. No. You, you can walk around and be completely comfortable yeah. there, but you don't see this place as anything else than yeah. uh, two kilometers in Halvani or yeah. anywhere else. It's like when you're in the state of being, it's just everything. Um, but when you're not in the state of being, you're yeah, yeah. hunting for these places to get you to this state yeah. of being. But as soon as you reach the state of being, you realize, ah, I didn't really have to go anywhere. Yeah. But in a way, you had to mm. because you needed the permission slip. Because what I saw was it wasn't Neem Karol Baba that gave me the experience the day before. It was myself. Yeah. Because as Neem Karol Baba himself said, it's all one. Yeah. It's inside of you. And that's uh, interesting also with, with the state of being that I was in when I meditated. Just, okay, let's just allow it to happen. Yeah. Just allow it. And that I could have sit sit here and just allow it, and yeah, the same yeah, yeah. thing would happen. It's but it, it's a, it says as you say, um, you need these permission slips uh, because the mind needs it. Yeah, the, the mind, mind needs, needs it. it to rest, to to let go. And the mind will, if the mind doesn't believe that it can happen anywhere, it won't happen anywhere. Yeah. So we pretty much need the permission slips in the beginning, but. The, the, but eventually you, you will, your mind will start to get it mm. and that it can happen anywhere. So this was a huge experience for me. And I realized that, okay, it wasn't really Neem Karol Baba the day before. It was actually just me thinking that being in Neem Karol Baba's ashram in Kanshidam would make something happen. And it did happen, but it was my higher self all the way. But my higher self is the same higher self as Neem Karol Baba. So yeah. in a sense, yeah, it was him, but it's, it's all one. As yeah, Neem Karol Baba all... said, sub ek, it's all one. Yeah. And I could see it this time as well that I didn't really need old Harikam Baba. The new Harikam Baba was just as good. And mm. it's just about me accepting that I can go into these states of being whenever, wherever. Yeah, and uh, when you think back of it, just how how you get caught up in this in these games you play with yourself, yeah. like yeah, I can be really spiritual if it's this guru, but yeah, not this guru, then you're creating separation. Yeah, and it's all um, ego. It's an ego yeah. trip. And also how I look down at other Westerners over there, the ones that I didn't really feel were there for the right reasons. There was, but it's foolish of me. Uh, yeah. Extremely, I could see how how big in the ego I had been when I came into this state of being in the younger one, Haidekan Baba's temple. And and then we went down. This happened before we went into the cave. So when we went down there, I was in the state where, I, as you said, you don't really need to mm. because I was already there. So that's why, was why I went outside the cave. I just sat by the river watching the water yeah. while you guys were meditating. Mm. Basically. <laughs> yeah, and when I came out, I mean, it, it was just such a joy 
to just sit down, watch the people around in the ashram, watch yeah. the river. Yeah. Uh, you just connected with everyone and everything. It's just yeah. a, it's a beautiful feeling. And by all means, uh, please visit the ashram because it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. And what it does to actually go there is that you allow yourself this time. Yeah. You allow yourself to do the spiritual practice. You allow yourself to have the permission slips that you need to go with into yeah. this state of being. So, I mean, we're not saying that you don't need to, but yeah, permission in one way, slips it's works, good to do. But it's not what, what you think it is. It's just permission slips, but you need permission slips, basically, most of us, in the beginning. Yeah. So it's state of being that's... Yeah, the only thing you need actually, but so, easier said than done. Actually, this experience was the top experience for me for the whole journey. Where the, in the place that I pretty much felt no connection to, I actually thought the guy was a hoax, mm. uh, and what God wanted to show me was pretty much slap me in the face and say, "It's also here." Yeah. And I could also, when I went into this higher state of being, I realized that this younger guru was the real deal. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Because um, when we mm-hmm. walked back to his ashram, uh, when we were returning, I felt this, I need to go in and pay his statue the true respect that he re- deserved. Because in a way, he was the one who gave me this experience. He showed me what he was and where I was <laughs> in my ego big time. <laughs> yeah. So I went inside again and prostrated and this time it truly came from the heart yeah that was a big difference yeah <laughs> from the first one and the second yeah. one um That's... and it was interesting when we when we walked outside as well the there was an old man who came yeah up to when i when we were walked back to the ashram and we were in this high state of being this t- totally different state of being that we was in when we came we walked past an old man that was sitting and doing some work on a sewing machine and i guess he was an old devotee and stayed at the ashram at the time where they where his guru lived the young hyderkan baba and i walked past him and then i went into the temple and prostrated and all that then this man came running towards me and gave me a hug and just was extremely happy to see me because i could see just as in kanchidam that this man saw what state of being I was in. And I intuitively knew that he was so happy that a Westerner or at least a person had this experience in his guru's ashram. Mm. And he was so proud and he was so happy to see that someone came to his guru's ashram and had this experience and came to this state of being. So he was just overflowing with joy and gave me a hug and... And I, we passed this man earlier and he didn't give us a notice at all yeah. because he could see what state of being we was in this time. Yeah. And he was just actually running to catch up with me because we passed him and he was just, yeah. I guess he felt it and felt that he needed to run up to me and do this. Yeah, and it was a beautiful moment yeah. and it's just... Uh, I just remember as, as as well when we left there from yeah. the people sitting outside. It's like uh, when you're in this state of being, you just uh, you just 
What do you say? You just uh, emanate emanate something, energy, yeah. yeah. And and also when we went outside of the ashram, this was a small shop there, and mm. it was a young man running the shop, and he also came out running and wanted to shook my hand because he also felt it, yeah, just as the old man. And not everyone felt it. Mm. There were a lot of other people that didn't really notice, but there's a, there's a certain people that seem to notice when you're in this. Yeah, uh, state of being, and that is, of course, because they are connected themselves. Mm. And it was interesting when you walk around, you connect when you look people in the eyes, and you can just get this yeah. this connection with them. Yeah, and it's all it was also interesting just the the flow you are in when you when you're in this state of being. Yeah. Uh, I just remember walking like uh, you're you're not afraid of taking a wrong step or no. anything happening. You're just in the flow. It was a car coming just behind me and i just intuitively felt like jump to the left yeah and i moved to the left yes prepared and you're like shouting to me like one second afterwards like ah move to left to be yes and i had already done it so it was like you get into this flow and where just everything happens naturally just yeah and cool experience it's all love it's all happiness you're completely happy you're completely peaceful inside and you just love everyone and you're also very humble. Yeah. Uh, I felt very humble towards the young Harikan Baba, as I said. And, mm. and it was just, this state of being is so beautiful. And it was the exact same same state of being as the, the day before in Kanshidam. Yeah, you and, just get this uh, total appreciation yeah. for, for these saints. Uh, I mean, they have come here just to, to show us this. Yeah. Just to come here and let us know that there's something much yeah. bigger. There's something that you connect to that it's never ending love it's never ending yeah. peace it's never ending harmony yeah. and it's just they come down here to show us yeah. and you just get such an appreciation just for yeah. being in the, in this state of being just for a small while but yeah. knowing that yeah you can get there yeah yeah just keep it up just do your practice and, yeah, keep and it up. i'm actually putting up the young harikan baba on my wall here pretty soon <laughs> yeah he, <laughs> he deserves, deserves the place yeah 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 and also when you're in this state what i as i said your intuition open ups and you just know things just as as i said when this old man came up to me i knew exactly why he came up what yeah. he saw in me and and all that and the same thing happened in kanshidam when the, when i met the man that also i knew everything why he was happy and all of that it's just you just know things intuitively and i knew all this, this, these uh, things about permission slips just came to me and I saw the whole game I had been playing with myself in an instant. I asked, ah, okay, this is what I've been doing and this is how I proceed now. And these experiences actually, yeah, this was the one of the biggest experiences for me. It happened because it showed me how much I have been hunting experiences yeah. For, and I traveled across the globe to have these experiences, but they are always right here. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to search. You're already there. You just have to open your eyes and allow it, basically. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, For I think this this uh, visit in Nanital and this in Heidekam was such a learning experience. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you yeah. get to know about a lot about yourself and the way your ego works and yeah. you came just more aware of yourself and hopefully you won't slip into the same mistake again. Yeah. Um, but also we fell in love in these places and yeah. we realized that 
we had to go to India. This yeah. would never have happened in Sweden. I would never have figured out that it was all about uh, permission slips. But now I know it can happen here as well. It ha- doesn't have to be in India. Mm. But I will probably go there again because it's real nice and beautiful. And yeah, yeah. and I do think that to some extent I still need permission slips, and it's okay. Yeah, and it's uh, it's important to be aware of it yeah to to raise your awareness that okay maybe i know i need a permission slip and that's okay and it's also one thing of uh, understanding it theoretically yeah but going to india was really a good understanding for us practically to to experience it firsthand and really learn it and take it to heart yeah and and this time i had my first spontaneous yeah. A spiritual experience that didn't come from meditation or drugs or anything like that. It just, yeah. it just happened. Yeah. Uh, and basically it happened because I gave up. I dropped my expectations. <laughs> and then there it was. Mm. Right there. Yeah. yeah. And I remember just laughing out loud pretty much when it happened because it's, it was so clear. Yeah. What it was it's all such about. such a simple thing actually. But yeah. So hard to do in a medications. And it's funny to see how... What you're doing when you're in your ego, it's it's actually just uh, you're so stupid in a way. But it's and when you see it, it's so funny. Yeah, you just laugh at it. Yeah, you laugh at yourself, and but you also love yourself because you know that you're actually doing your best. You're yeah. just a little. <laughs> <laughs> you're not there yet. Yeah. You're not there yet, but and but you can see it's okay, yeah. and it's nothing wrong with trying. You know, yeah. it's the way it is. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a, it's a ride. It's yeah. a, just a beautiful ride. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think this concludes our uh, visit in Nanital area. Yeah. So I think in the next episode we're going to talk about Rishikesh and uh, also Dharamsala. Yeah. The first week we were in Nanital, this beautiful place where we visited Nimkaro Baba Shams and Sambara Baba and Harakan Baba, and actually also visited a temple dedicated to. Sai Baba. Uh, we won't talk that much about that. It wasn't the place we had stayed at, but yeah. we we did that the same day as we were in Katakaria. Yeah. But the next episode, we're going to talk about Rishikesh. We stayed there for a week, and then we stayed another week in Dharamsala. So we will end our podcast series about our trip to India with the next episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So be sure to check it out. Yeah. And as always, go to maldorma.com for yeah. uh, we're writing articles, we're putting up pictures for all these places we have visited, yeah. uh, all the previous podcast episodes. You can find everything there. So be be sure to check it out. Yeah. So thank you for this episode. And yeah. see you next episode. Yeah. Sure. See you. Thank you. Bye.